You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. Here's the, here's the breakthrough that I've had is that now I'm starting to appreciate waiting. I don't like it yet, but at least I can, I can appreciate it for what God can do in it. Right? I love that Pastor Jez, what she said, God works in our waiting. Like, that just blew my mind. And it's so true. Because God develops in us perseverance and from that place, He develops character. And out of that character is hope. Like, whoa, so good. Anyway, anyone else love last week? I I legitimately think I need to listen to the podcast again because, yeah, I I might need that when I get over the first time. It's good. Well, today let's talk about what can happen when we wait on God, when we wait with purpose today today. About 15 years ago, we, uh, this church was not meeting in this, in this building. We were called C3 New Life. In fact, I think 15 years ago, we were still called uh, Victory Christian Center, New Life Christian Center. We had about eight names and about 24 logos in that time. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. Uh, and we had a little baby, little baby Ethan. Ethan was two years old and he was running around, running amok. And we had, you know, anywhere between 20 and 50 people coming on a Sunday because it depended on how many the YWAM bus was going to bring us every Sunday. So I would feel real good if like, if like we had a huge service in a standing room only and I'm like, this is the best. And then, but some Sundays, some of the YWAM drivers would ring up and they'd be like, we, 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 the, bus is, the bus is down, or, or we got to do Sunday, like we got to do some things and we can't be there, or I'm sick. And I'd be like, oh no. So we'd have like just a few, we'd have the remnant left over in the, in the service. And, and you know what? I, I, I was expecting more. Anyone expected more out of your life? You know, you had this vision or this dream and you're like, yeah, well, it didn't happen yet. I expect more. Like, who are you expecting more from? The universe? Jesus? He's kind of done enough. Right? I expected more. I expected more people. I expected more fruit, more people coming to Christ, more baptisms, you know, more leaders, more preachers, more crowds, more impact, more people turning up to our event. Sometimes they went really, really great. And then sometimes we'd have an event and you'd like, you could, you could count the amount of cars on one finger that turned up. That, in case you missed that. And so I kept, kept waiting and waiting and waiting for this this thing to happen, whatever this thing was that I wanted, I was waiting for this thing to happen. And things got a little bit unhinged in the process of waiting. And, and, and that can happen. When you're waiting for something, you're waiting for a breakthrough, spouse, kids, job. If you're waiting for the next thing, 
Sometimes things can become unhinged in that process. And that's, that's a bit hard to walk sometimes. And we, we struggle with our, our purpose and our calling for, maybe it was just me, babe, but for, for years because of what we visually thought we were, we were, we were going to have in an abnormally short time frame. And the comparison factor was massive, you know, because your friend down the road who's doing the same thing as you but succeeding and you're plugging away doing the same kind of thing and you're not. And you kind of start to, is that really what God has me here for? Serious? So we, we questioned our calling for like years. It's just, I remember driving home from service week after week after week, just going, is this really it? Like, have we missed it? Have we missed what you wanted for us, God? You know, we'd have so many successes and so many failures, so many highs and so many lows. And that's life, right? Every one of us is on a high or a low or somewhere in between right here, right now. And I, I fail to consider that my calling is not dependent on immediate success. And so eventually we had to return to one thing and one thing alone. What has the Father said? What did the Father say? Because He is the definer of our identity, our calling, our purpose our direction, our future. He is the one. So in Luke chapter 40, if you're already there, sorry, Luke chapter 4, there's not 40 chapters in Luke. Uh, if you go to verse 40, and Jesus has had this really up and down time of ministry in this, in Luke chapter 4. Some stuff has gone really good. Some stuff has gone really, really bad. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. Um, but this is a little bit like our, our lives, you know? Some weeks are solid and amazing and everything goes well, you know? Like, and the bank account is great and you're feeling close to your spouse and you're like, this is the best and your kids are behaving and it's like, woohoo, everything's going so well. And then, and then it's like the next week, what on earth? The next week, it's like the great week and then all of a sudden, I'm thinking we're gonna have a nice flow and a nice smooth ride through the next couple of months and all of a sudden, anxiety hits or something happens so there's Bill, who I hate, I hate Bill. Who, who, there's this guy called Bill. He shows up at the most inconvenient of times and wants money all the time. You know, and Bill shows up and he wants money. And I'm like, what on earth? And then everything is becoming unhinged. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. Where am I? I'm over here. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying, sorry, various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the son of God, but he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. Verse 42, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, 
because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. I, I missed this at first, but if you sit down with Pastor Keith, he'll help you see it. He'll help you see it if you sit down for long enough. Jesus rejects an opportunity to continue ministering to the same people he's had phenomenal success with. Whoa, hang on a minute, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa, dude, you having success? Isn't that the place to stay? Isn't that where you want to like, kind of set up shop? Like these guys, they love you, all right? Like you're having phenomenal, like everyone's getting healed. But the next morning he goes to a, to a solitary place and when the people find him and they beg him to stay, he's like, sorry guys, I've got to go. Sorry guys, I'm out. Why don't we pray for a sec? Is that okay? It's good. Father, would you reveal something to each of us right now, today, in this moment, in this message? Would you show us something about your word and something about ourselves? And would you reveal something deep, something strong? And would you speak so that we can keep coming back to what you said. We can keep returning to the voice of the Father. I know that God said, this is what he said, and this is why I believe. God, we pray that Central Campus has had an awesome morning and that they are just enjoying connecting right now. And you would bless every single person at Central right now in Jesus' name as well. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So uh, a few things about Jesus right here in this decision. He made it a priority to take time out. Do you? Do you make it a priority to take time out? Or are you just like, no, I just got to push through. I've got like 25 side hustles, man. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just doing the stuff. I'm just, uh, no, 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 I'm setting up for my future. You, you, you want to make sure there is a future. You may take time out. Are you too busy to wait? Are you too busy to have a Sabbath? I, I, I love that Jesus like just took time out. The middle of, of this crazy time, successful time, and he's like, I'm going to a quiet place. I'm going to meet with the Father. And this is what he's doing. He's connecting with his Father. It's not a long bow for me to draw that right here. You know, Jesus said, John 5, 19, I only do what I see the Father doing. Critical points in his journey. And it, just the habit that he had of pulling away, even from the disciples, and just going into a quiet place and meeting with the Father. He's alone. So he's, he's probably with the Father in this passage right here. This is where he's spending time with the Father. He's listening. He's hearing what the Father's saying. He's being strengthened in who He is, right? There's a, there's a security that He's finding afresh in the Father. This time with the Father is clarifying His purpose as well. It's like, this is what you, you ought to do. This is what we're doing right now, right? Verse 43, but, they, but, they, but He said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom to those other towns as well. 
All right, if you're writing notes, write this down. Right, Jesus' purpose was defined by a higher call. Number one, Jesus' purpose was defined by a higher call. What, what are you here for? What are you here on planet Earth for? And how do you know? Did you know that you can know? Did you know that you can know why you're here? That God can reveal to you what your purpose is on planet Earth. It's a cool thing to know. Sometimes it comes in like little puzzle pieces. And you only get the ones that seem to blend in with everything else for a while. Well, you get the corner piece and like, then you don't get another piece that looks anything like the corner piece for ages. Right? And if you do know, what are you basing that on? Are you basing it on what's working? Well, I'm really, really good at this, so this must be my calling. Okay. Or are you basing it on the opposite of what doesn't work? Well, I'm really bad at that, so God probably doesn't want that for me. Like Jesus had just had, we're going to flick back right now to Luke 4. So same, same, same passage, same chapter, but we're going to jump back to verse 28. And Jesus had just got up in the synagogue and he's got this scroll and he's reading from the, I think it's from the prophet Isaiah. Yep, right. He reads out of Isaiah 61 and it's, it's whoa, this is awesome. Really, really good. And he says a few words. And then verse 28, it says, all the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this, they got up, drove him out of town and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good thing. But it, it, it kind of seems bad when the people at home want to kill you. That's not a successful day. If you get home, you know, like uh, Beck. You, you, you got up, or no, you got home the other day and I had an axe. And she goes, nice way to greet your wife when she comes home from work with an axe in your hand. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, babe. Like, you know, it's bad when the people at home want to kill you. Right? You know, like, dear diary, people at home tried to kill me today. Not quite the success I was hoping for. Jesus. And then, and then like a little, little while later, Jesus has this hugely successful moment in Capernaum. Like everyone's sick that's brought to him is healed. Everybody, everybody. No disease or sickness or injury was too difficult or too out there. No one was too bad or too evil or too, too lost or too broken. Everybody brought all the sick people and they all got better. Can you imagine that day? I can't, I can't even imagine the kind of stuff that happened. People's backs like coming back into place and rashes like just disappearing from people's bodies and, and, and sicknesses and diseases all like kind of disappearing. Like that would have been a really solid day. Dear diary, pretty good day today. So many broken people healed. So much joy came into people's lives today from so much sadness and grief. Like, such a perceived failure and then a 
short time later, so much apparent success. A low and then a high. Crazy low and then a crazy high. But neither of them defined Jesus' purpose. Jesus didn't reject his call because the low happened and he didn't hang around and minister to the same people because it was going so well. He had a higher call. He had something that was deeper. It was deeper than the bad and it was deeper than the good. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom to the other towns as well. I, I, he's like, guys, guys, I can't, I can't stay. I can't stay right here and meet all of your needs until the end of time. Right? I've got to go. Like the Father has given me a direction. That's, that's where the Father's going and that's where I got to go. That's what I must do. I love that he said, I must. I must. This is what I must do. Question is, what do you, what's your must what must you do? You take away all the peripheral, all the social media. You take away all the extra stuff. You take away all the side hustles and all of the, you know, the, the work and the struggles and the successes. What must you do? What is that one thing that only you are created for? That's what you must do. And then how do you get to that point of clarity? What's, what's, what is your mechanism for discovering what you must do? What's your measure for your purpose or your calling? Like what's your qualifier? What's your definer in this moment? Is it success? Is it fruit? Well, I'm bearing heaps of fruit for the kingdom. That's gotta be it. Maybe you're just super talented and God loves you. That can work. Does, does, does that define calling? You should see how much money I'm making over here. Well, great. Let's talk. <laughs> but like, does that define it? Success, fruit? I'm really good at this. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the Father's sweet spot for you. Now, let me, let me clarify. Let me clarify something that... that is old bad teaching and this is good teaching, right? Is that the Father's not gonna go, oh, let's talk about all the things you hate, let's go and do that. Let's talk about things that you're not talented, gifted or anointed for, I'm gonna send you and go and do that. Because what the Father has for you is this perfect, perfect tailored package that He's gonna lead you to find and to do with Him. And it's going to completely align with what's in your heart of hearts and the gifts and the talents that He has given to you as a human being because He loves you as His son or His daughter. But what about failure and rejection? What about your insecurities? Does that disqualify you from that thing? Does that confirm this thing isn't right for you? No, no, no. Maybe the perseverance has just got to take hold so that your character can grow so then you can bear the kind of fruit that you need like let's not write off things that didn't work 10 years ago 
oh, God doesn't have that for me. Really? Maybe he does and you just don't think you're good enough for it because of what happened. Maybe that's something he wants to unlock in you so you can unlock that in others. Don't write it off just because you had a bad experience. If I'm needed, successful, fruitful, does that mean it's God? Maybe, not necessarily. If I lose my job, if I'm struggling in my marriage, if I just failed in my business or my home life, does that mean that it's all revoked? No, it doesn't. One thing determined Jesus' identity, His significance and His purpose and calling, and that was the Father's voice. That was what God said about Him and to Him about Him. Thanks, brother. That was like a clap at the back there. And that was superb timing, champion. It's good. Like the Father's voice, this is my Son in whom I love, in Him I'm well pleased, Mark 1.11. Right? I only do what I see the Father doing. The Father's showing me some stuff, I gotta do it. I know who I am, I know what I'm called to do, and that's, that's it, right? Our purpose has to be deeper than what we're successful in. Or the opposite of what we're failing in. And how is that? It's by hearing the Father's voice. Jesus' purpose flowed from that. What the Father said to him about him. Point number two, if you're writing this down, write this. What flows from who? What flows from who? The global identity crisis right now means you can identify as a, whatever you like. Whatever you feel like. There is a white American male young man who is currently identifying as a Filipino. Great. You do that, man. You go for it. You can identify as a boiled potato if you like. You can... It, there's an identity crisis happening in the world. People are not okay with just what they've been given. Now I need to find what I, what I want to identify with. And, and, and this is kind of so often what we do. We pull, when there's a void in our identity, we pull it from something else. When, there's, when I don't know who I am, I find something, and generally it's something that I'm good at, and I go, oh, I'm gonna pull that identity from my work, because I'm good at work, I'm good at this, and that is who I am. What do people ask you when they, when they meet you for the first time? Oh, what do you do? Right? Oh, I do this. Oh, all right. Or that's who you are. No, 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 no. Because what is meant to flow from who, not who is meant to flow from what. What I do doesn't define who I am. Who I am defines what I do. It's like back to front. Who is not meant to come from what? Not what I do, not what I love, not what I'm good at, not the opposite of what I'm bad at. And there's only one who reveals the who, and that's the Father. And that's in here. So if you're not in this, you're not discovering who you are, right? Because James tells me that, it, that this, this, this is like a mirror. 
but then I'm meant to look into the mirror and not forget about it as I walk away. This tells me who I am. And the Father, by the Spirit, confirms it. Right? Because the, the, the Spirit confirms with my spirit that I am what? A child of God. This is good preaching. The Father reveals three things. And we've been on a huge journey of this. So if you haven't, if you haven't bought into this journey, it's your time to start. It's time for you to, to discover this little thing called sonship, which is going to transform your entire life. Your entire world will be shifted if you go on a journey of sonship. Right? That, that you and I, through Jesus' death and resurrection, have had our sin fully paid for. Don't, don't check out now because I'm talking about gospel. I heard that before. Listen up, right? And through faith and trust in God, have not, we have not just been fully forgiven. That's not the end of the gospel. But we've been adopted as fully-fledged sons and daughters of God. That's sonship. And we've been given a complete and full inheritance. You start unlocking those doors, you're going to be set free. Your insecurities are going to be like kicked out the back door because sonship will confirm who you are. And you walk around in sonship for long enough and you're going to be walking tall. The Father also reveals, number two, significance. That I am deeply loved and I am very significant to Him. I am important. I've received gifts and talents and abilities. And the Father wants to work with me to do what Pastor Simo was talking about, to extend the plans and purposes of God over planet Earth. It's a pretty grand plan, right? That's a pretty big plan. And I got a small role to play in this grand plan. And it's just for me. And you've got a small role to play in that grand plan, and that's just for you. And you've got to find out what it is. And it's not about leaning into your insecurities. It's about working who you, out who you are. And it's about resting in the significance that's on your life. Not because you're so great in your own strength, in your own power, in your own talent, but because of who the Father says you are. He says you're significant. Jesus hadn't even completed a miracle or spoken a word in public that we know of before His baptism when, when the Father came out of heaven and was like, this is my Son in whom I love and Him I'm well pleased. Right? That significance and value and sonship right there. So powerful. And then from this place of security and identity, He reveals why I'm here. This is, this is what I was this is what I was born for. This is what I was created for. The Father reveals who we are, how we're significant, and what we were born for. And you know what I found is that, and this has been a particularly like challenging week for me. Just some insecurities and some stuff, just jumping back into my life. You know when they, you know when they, they knock back on your door and you're like, oh, my old friends, yes. Oh, welcome, welcome, come in. I prepared a table for you. You know, like anyone else get that sometimes? You know, like 
And what I found and what I keep finding is that unless I am deliberate about continuing in my identity and listening to the Father tell me who I am, you know, and there's a level of freedom and there's a level of, of security that is untouchable. But I found that if I don't, if I'm not deliberate about walking in that, I just wander back to the old places I used to live. I just, I just end up back where I was. And I'm like, well, how did I get over here? It's because, you know, I might be reading my Bible just as a religious act. Yeah. Look how many, look how many reading plans I'm doing on version. Look how successful I am. Look at me. You know, and I'm actually not sitting with the Father. I'm going, Father, what's your word for me today? God, what are you saying to me right now? What flows from who? This is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. Jesus took time out to hear the Father's voice. I must do this. I must do this. I, 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 I like to think about the conversations that Jesus would have had with the Father. You know, like he's up in the morning. Yeah, it's a pretty good day yesterday. All right, hang on a minute. Oh, focus, focus, focus. Father, like, um, what, what are you going to do today? Where are we going? What, what are we doing? What are you doing? And can I be in on that? Can, 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 I, can I help? Can I, can, I, can I do that with you? Father's like, this is what we're going to do. Well, Jesus is like, what are we going to do together today? Because it's going to be so good. I can feel it. I can sense it. And God's like, when you go back to Nazareth and read a scroll, <laughs> that didn't work out last time. I don't, get to, I, don't, I don't need to get with God just so He can give me a what to do list. I also need to get with God because He tells me who I am. He reveals who I am. He reveals why I'm significant. And then He invites me to participate in what He's doing. I'm not an employee of God. He's not your boss. He is your Father. And he says, come on, this, come on this journey. Come on this ride because I'm working. I'm doing things. I, I, I want to I work with you. Like let's, let's get together and let's go and do this thing. This is where I'm working over here. And we're like, well, I got all this stuff going on. Jesus, like, no, no, no. Can you, if you could just come and, and throw a bit of that over here, that'd, that'd be real cool because I'm, I'm hustling. You ever heard of hustle? It's good. It's like, I'm earning money on the side, and on the side of that side, I'm earning money. And if you could just come over here, and God's like, hang on a minute, no, I'm actually over here. Come over here. Let's work together over here. Yes, I'll bless that, because you tithe and you give. Great, great, great. But let's, let's come and do this over here. This is where the fruit is. This is where the kingdom's growing. This is where the kingdom's expanding. This is, this is, where, this is where people are coming alive. This is where breakthrough's happening. This is where healing's happening. And we keep going, yeah, but, but like, I got stuff going on. I got like businesses and stuff. <laughs> Anyone seen Michael McIntyre? Sorry, I'm going to totally get sidetracked. <laughs> La lastly, I'm really going to get sidetracked. <laughs> anyway, uh, YouTube is my friend sometimes. 
Uh, what I do flows from who I am. Lastly, if you're writing notes, write this down. We need to wait on purpose. How often do you go to a solitary place just to wait on him? Like, just, just to read the word, just to pray, just to listen, just to wind down, just to, okay, Father, what are you saying? And you can use that terminology. How did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? It was our Father who is in heaven. Like we all need to schedule time with him. Put it in your phone if you need to. Set yourself 12 alarms if you need to, right? And that's not just to get a directive, but I need to, I need to get up and get a word. You know, when someone comes to you and is like, hey, Tom, I've got a word for you. And you're like, whoa, test that one with a grain of salt. This guy's weird. No, which you should every time, by the way. But what about getting a word for you? That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Every time you steal some time away, you open the Word, you start reading, the Holy Spirit wants to make something jump out. He wants to give you a Word for you. He doesn't just want you to memorize a verse. He doesn't just want you to apply a principle. He wants to speak, give you a word to strengthen your identity, to solidify your significance, to bring some direction and your purpose. So I was chatting with this guy from C3 in Sydney and they're doing this great series on the word at the moment. And I've got this framework from him and I've tailored it for us to help us. Can we bring that up on screen? This is what to do if you don't know what to do. If you're starting out with God or you need to restart in your journey of time with the Father every day, start in column one. You can take some photos of the screen if you want. That's good. I might, I might stick this up on my Instagram later on. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, shame on you. No, just kidding. Uh, and you can find it there and download it. But start with one verse a day. Don't start too grandiose. Start with one. Start in the book of Mark or John. Start with one verse. Just, God, what, what do you want to show me? Just read one verse and get one thought, think about it for a moment and then pray and pause and just let the Holy Spirit speak and do that every day. Super simple, keep it easy, build some momentum and before you know it, this is a habit in your life because here's the truth. If you don't get enough word or spirit in your life, you're gonna die as a Christian. It's only a matter of time because you cannot be sustained on yesterday's revelations. 
and you cannot be sustained on yesterday's encounter. You need fresh life, fresh oil, fresh bread. And this is how you get it. This is how you start. All right, if you want to stretch or go a little deeper, then you can do this over a day or take the same passage and meditate on it for the whole week. Take one passage, wait for a long time and listen. Sometimes I find that music helps in this. I've got this great playlist on my phone that's all like worship instrumental stuff. It's really powerful. And sometimes I find that the worship music is distracting. So I'm going to turn it all off. And I just got to be silent. Like last night, I was just silent with God. And I just got to wait. I need to listen. Take one passage and meditate on it and wait and listen. And what you're after is one revelation and how to apply it. And take your time. Take, take this over the whole week if you need. Take one passage. You know, like the NIV is super helpful in that it's given you little titles and things in the, you know, in the books. You know, take one psalm and just wait. Maybe not Psalm 119, that might take you all year. But just take Psalm 133 or, you know, what's the smallest one? 127. And just, just hang around on that all week. Don't feel like you've got to rush and complete all the reading plans in the world. Just pause. Just wait. Just listen. And let God speak. And next, if you want to really dive in and really disrupt your world in a really positive God way, every day, take a passage, take some time, Go for one revelation, one word. God, what's your word for me today? Have an extended wait. Don't rush it. Sometimes you get to 30 seconds and you're like, I've been waiting all day right now. Sometimes we need to, like, we need to go to that point where it's, it's uncomfortable now or I'm done now and I need to push it another minute. I need to push it another five minutes. I need to extend my ability to wait and, and, and rest and listen. So once you're done, maybe you're not done. Maybe God's still got something He wants to say or something He wants to do. Maybe look back at the passage and be like, okay, wow, right. And then journal, journal what you're doing. What's God saying? What's the Holy Spirit revealing right now? How can you apply that to your life right now? I find that some, some people find that journaling is really helpful. Some people find journaling is a nightmare. I love it. It helps me defrag and decompress. If I write out my thoughts, now I've got clarity. Maybe, maybe that'll help you couple little tips before we finish up is to create or claim a space in the house for you to do this. Like 6.30 a.m. on the lounge, that's me every morning. Half the time Jed wakes up and he's walking around, you know, getting his breakfast and things. And when someone else is up, I, I have a goal of going back into the office until I'm finished. Work your environment. Turn the heater on. Get some heat packs in your hands, you know, you know. 
turn your alarm up so it's annoyingly, you know, loud and it'll wake you up. Put some music on, get the lighting happening for you, work the time of day so that it works for you. And lastly, take your time, don't rush it. Don't rush through Scripture. I've, just got to, I've got to read the Bible. I haven't read the whole Bible yet. I've got to read the Bible. Which one haven't I read? You know, don't, don't freak out. Slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. It's just like, let's get, start in Mark or start in John or somewhere around there and just take your time. Let God speak. The Holy Spirit breathe. Hold on, I pray for you. Father, we bless you because your voice, it confirms who we are and the value and the significance that is on each of us in this room. And you show us what we're to do and where we're to go. I just pray, God, that every one of us would create a space and take some time and wait with you and wait on purpose. And this week, God, would you, would you speak? Would you bring revelation? Would you bring freedom? Would you bring joy? Would you bring life? Would you be our rock when we can't stand by ourselves? Would you be our strength? And would you reveal purpose? Thank you, God. Maybe you're here today and you're like, I don't really even know this God that you're talking about. The awesome thing is that you can. And it, it was all done really by Jesus. And we've been kind of singing about Jesus the whole time, but it was Jesus who made a way. Jesus who places such great value on you. And he wants you to know that he loves you so much that he would die on a cross and be buried and raised on the third day so that you could have relationship with him, that you, all of your sin, your wrongdoing could be completely paid for. The punishment for your sin was paid for by Jesus. And that gives you opportunity to have relationship with God. And it's a super easy start. It's just asking God to forgive you and accepting His offer of grace and forgiveness and love and stepping into relationship with Him. If that's you, your, your heart's probably beating pretty quick right now. Because God's like, I, I designed you for this. I created you to walk with me. Nothing else is going to fill that void except me. And if you're not walking in relationship with God today, let me pray with you right now.
Just lift your hand and give me a wave. If you're here and you're like, I don't know him, but I want to. Amen. Um, I'm going to do one more thing, if that's okay. And I might get you to stand. Is that all right? We're going to finish up in a sec, but I want to do one more thing before we close. Just, just close your eyes and I just want to create a brief moment where God can speak. Father, would you share something right now? Would you speak right now to every heart, everyone right here? Would you tell us who we are or the value that you have on us or the purpose to why we're here? Just right now. Amen. That's a great word. I encourage you, the... If you didn't take a picture of it, check Darren's Insta later. He'll put that up and um, it won't just change your week. That'll just sort of change your world. That'll change your life, sort of putting some of those those things in place. really encourage you to do that this week. Get started on it. It's good. Um, we're going to close the service there this morning. If you, are, if you are finding that you are carrying a burden that you need to share this morning, please don't leave without sharing that with someone. If you need someone to pray with you or... Yeah. Please don't go home carrying the same thing you, you came in with if you feel like that's just a weight that's dragging you down. Awesome. Well, the coffee is on. So have an awesome week, church. Make sure you connect with somebody before you go. And we will see you next week. Don't forget the um, leadership. Get, grab your little thing over the side there. It's got the website on the back. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.